0: You know they want staring point, you know we straight to the point. Bull Chris with the sis, fast breaks like a joint, splitting hair. J with the j we throwing heat no gas that's a touchdown pass you know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say now they hardly can guard me like Dirk fade away you know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say yeah you know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say they want stand point you know we straight to the point they want stand point you know we straight to the point
1: they want staring point you know we straight to the point they want stand point you know we straight to the straight to the point Amy76 bringing us in to episode number 96 of Straight to the Point. My name is Chris here with my guy J. Dub.
0: Yo, what's going on?
1: And, and we usually run down what we talk about, but we already know what we're talking about. We're talking James Harden to the Sixers. We're talking Halliburton to the Pacers. And we talking the Super Bowl. The Jared, we have to start. We have to, have to start with finally they shipped off the big 610 Australian Waste of Space to Brooklyn.
0: Yeah, crazy trade. I've heard so many things, so many reports is out. Chris, um, let me ask you, what, what would you grade that trade? Hey. hey. I, because I don't, I don't think there's any winners or – again, people are always going to say there's a winner or loser because, you know, we have to have that in our society. It has to be a winner and a loser. But as of right now, I don't think there's any winners or losers yet. I think it just came to amount of – if you was give a grade, i give them both b pluses it's it just coming the win. window the window win for win. certain teams have changed the sixers window now has gotten smaller where you have three years let's go on a chip the nets you got like four or five it's if win, they up kyrie
1: it's a win-win and
0: no, yeah, there's a lot, a win, of, there's win, a lot of
1: there's a lot of variables that go into go into account of that i'm glad you mentioned the kyrie irving thing i've said it on this show Jared, plenty of times stop me where you know if you heard this before is kyrie irvin in some way, shape, or form, will be the reason the Nets don't win, or the Nets can't coexist. Because there's a lot to go, lots to be said about his vaccine status. Um, unfortunately, it's now public opinion and public news whether or not we you know, you're vaccinated against COVID. Because now it affects your team. With that being said, there's a lot of skepticism around what Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving's availability is. Like, will he be available in the playoffs? Will he be able to show up and be there in pivotal moments? And I think a lot of that great, a lot of that took a toll on on the Nets. Like I think if you look at James Harden, it, it you signed up for KD, Kyrie, Harden. Like you came in to be a, a member of this big three, but one of these guys, deter, you know decided he didn't want to take the vaccine, and now it's his decision is affecting you whether or not personally he has an issue with Kyrie or Durant, I don't think it's, it's a personal thing. But professionally speaking, this is costing Harden a chance at a championship. And I think that's the biggest thing is he sees MB, he sees the Sixers, he sees a, a – say what you want to say about Doc Rivers, and I, trust me, I've said a lot, but Doc Rivers has won titles and has been successful in this league, maybe in spite of himself. But he has. Steve Nash is still a relative unknown. Unproven as a
0: coach. I even I know I'm still no, no offense, but I'll be the first to say on this podcast, Stephen Nash can't coach. It's it's not a a rare commodity. on. But, but, but you got, Nash can't get
1: still in the second year of coaching. You know the jury's still out as a whole. You know what I'm saying. But there's a lot of unknowns that's going on. We know Kevin Durant is 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 a superstar, probably the best pure scorer maybe ever. Seven foot guard. You know what I'm saying. Kyrie Irving, when he's there, prolific scorer. James Harden, prolific distributor, scorer. You know, they all kind of fit. But they played, what, 16 games together in two years? That's it. That's it. So the Nets get Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, two first-round picks, and Ben Simmons. Definitely, definitely creates a lot more stability on their lineup. You know, they get a big rebounding, you know, rebounder in Drummond. You know, that's something that they desperately needed. They unload Paul Millsap, who asked to be traded. They unload James Harden, who asked to be traded, who didn't want to be there. And the Sixers get rid of someone who didn't want to be there in Philadelphia and Ben Simmons. And I think both teams can walk away from this trade happy. And that's the ideal thing in a trade is both teams make out better. Sixers essentially give up Seth Curry and Andre Drummond and two first-round picks
0: for James Harden. I think if you look at it, winners, both the Nets and Sixers are winners. If you want to say how did the Sixers could have gotten more like a Patty Mills or Bruce Bonds, sure. Um, The Nets got fair conversation. They got two first-round picks, which in my eyes I don't think value anything because if you're a contender, First round picks mean nothing if you're a title contender. And this is
1: the Nets only have they have the Sixers first round pick this year, and then they don't have another first round pick until when?
0: 2027.
1: So they had their own 2027 and the Sixers 2027. Yes. The Sixers still have they give up this their first round pick this year, this upcoming draft, but they have 23, 24, and 25.
0: I believe, so. 23, 23. I believe, I think we, I think we still own the rights to a lot of those picks. I haven't, I haven't gone that deep into it yet. i uh, that. That's next episode. But, um, if the, if the, if the Sixers got a Patty Mills or Bruce Bowen, I'd say we really came out as winners. What did we really, who are the real losers? The real losers are the small market teams, Chris, that wanted to get Ben Simmons, but we're going to continue to hold out and wait because they want to get up those draft picks and the capital and everything. Things that moore has been asking for those small market teams that have now missed out on Ben Simmons. Well, Yell all He's now on a Nets team that's going to be poised to win, and they're in the same division as the Sixers. So it's going to be a rivalry. We formed the rivalry. Where do the Sixers go off in losing Seth and Andre Drummond? Well, Seth was a 44% three point shooter this season. You're going to miss that. And B definitely was forming that duel with him. Drummond was a good backup, but those are replaceable assets when you really think about it, Chris. If people that are going to say, no, no, those are replaceable assets. You could find another good shooter. You can find a backup big. Hopefully, it's not Greg Monroe. No offense to him, but we saw what happened when he was there. It just doesn't work. Greg Monroe. Last time I checked, I have some know. names that we'll talk about combine market. I have some names I got on my list. I'm looking at Derek Favors. I'm looking at Gary Harris. These are guys that could potentially get bought out. Coming to Sixers immediate impact. Harden to the Sixers was a great move. For you know, Harden was whatever was going on with the report saying that he just couldn't handle the fact that Kyrie was only part time. They're on a 10-game losing streak, potentially 11th game, because as we're recording, they will be playing the Miami Heat soon. Oh, whoa, 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 That's
1: whoa. The big Australian will be apparently in
0: the building. He will be there. Again, it's it's unfortunate that everything had to take place the way it did with Ben. This whole him pleading for mental health, and now he's available to go show up, to go support his team for the games is it's concerning. But again, if he's still been working with his mental health specialist, if he feels that he still needs to take some time for basketball, I don't want to see him on the court right away because I don't think he's in shape for it. But who knows how that goes. Harden will be available supposedly come Tuesday for the 76ers. And I'm, I'm excited to see the fit with how Embiid and Harden are run. If, if, if Harden truly still feels that he wants to be a number two in a running mate, I think it will be seamless because now you feed the bid. You have a ball handler that feeds the big what, and B dominate, and then boom, hard, and You can do your thing because now the double teams and the pressure is off you. Sixers basketball might look a little different, Chris. It it, it might be slow.
1: It's, no, it's no, no, be no, no, ain't no might, ain't no might. It's real slow.
0: It's gonna be slow because I see a lot of free throws in our future. I'm seeing two guys that will accumulate 18 plus free throws a night by themselves. Now on the same team, it's gonna be slow pickets for us. But I, I'm I'm. Just, you, you want that because then it keeps them in sh- it, not in shape, but it keeps them where they're out of opp- breath. It gives Utah. them free
1: opportunities to create uh, points at the free throw line. You know, people talk about, well, what defense do the Sixers have?
0: Still, they kept Matisse and Max, which is, they we didn't kept, even talk about. That's the case. That's the, that's, that's, the, that's, the the <laughs> that's
1: the biggest. That's the biggest. I think the Sixers win this trade is they keep Matisse Thiebel, great per- perimeter defender, and Tyrese Maxi, great offensive player. With a lot of potential, who can sit there and
0: now can play the two, which is his more natural fit. Say, say what he is. You, you know what you really want to say. What Maxi is? What the steal of the 2020 draft?
1: But there's there there is some there is some debate as to who is the true steal of the 2020 draft because uh-huh. we're, we're going to we're going to get to that. But you look at the Sixers now; they essentially trade Seth Curry, who is a you know great. Sorry, let me choose my words wisely. Above average offensive player, he's good, very good, very good offensive player. Can't play defense, gets cooked. Andre Drummond, who's a very good rebounder, but do you really trust him against Embiid? Like,
0: that's a good question.
1: You know what I'm saying? Like, we before before this whole kumbaya with Drummond, Embiid used to
0: get up, get beef up in was his real. head. The beef, the beef, real. Real. the beef was real. So now the beef might it might reignite. The beef might be Ben and Jimmy. I'm I'm loving it. I can think you right can now, you imagine? Can, can you imagine a
1: seven game trade between the Nets and the Sixers and and B is in the middle of the paint and Simmons is coming?
0: Oh yeah, it's gonna be dirty. It's gonna be it's going listen. Either one something's gonna happen. I think right now roster wise the Nets have us beat, and that's because even with the part time Kyrie, you top,
1: when very you add in.
0: A Seth and Drummond now with the Bruce Bowen, the Patty Mills, the Ben Simmons, the Josh Harris coming back. Katie's coming back. Joe you Harris. you, have a, you have a, Joe Harris. Joe, you.
1: Joe Harris is out for the season, by the
0: way. He's out for the season now? Yes. No way, man. Sur- a second
1: surgery on
0: his wrist. Dang. I feel bad for him. I was really hoping to see him come back because he, he they, had, he really they have
1: they have, a Patty, they have a Patty Mills. They have a Seth Curry. They have a Cam Thomas. They were Sharp. They have these guys. I think Cam
0: Thomas. Unfortunately, I think Cam Thomas is going to lose some minutes, which is going to oh, be sad.
1: Definitely lose some minutes.
0: But um, yeah, it's, it's I like this trade. But, this was the blockbuster but, trade of the deadline. Here,
1: here's my here's my thing. Here's my here's my, my blowback to that. The Nets now have one great perimeter defender in Simmons, right? Mm-hmm. Sixers can always take advantage of a mismatch on Curry or on Mills, depending on who's that second guard out there, mm-hmm. because now you're playing Simmons and Drummond on the, at the court at the same time. That's, 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 uh, I mean, you have Durant, which is great. You have Kyrie, depending on where the game is, which is great. But you're really playing three on five.
0: Not even that. Four. Come playoffs, you, you know what happened in the fourth quarter.
1: You we know, win. you can't play
0: Ben Simmons in a half court, half court set. I'm not even worried about that. It's the, they're going to get sent to the free throw line in the playoffs. Drummond and Ben can't be in the court. For a long time in the fourth, because they will get sent to the line, and they are both twenty-five and twenty-eight free throw percent shooter. Bet you can't guess which one's the twenty-eight. Drummond. <laughs> you got it right. It's it's baffling to me. But um, so I'm, but I'm still excited to see what happens with both of these teams. It's gonna, it's a great shakeup. Speaking of other league shakeups, Chris, I'm oh, still confused oh, 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 oh. by this team.
1: Before you, before we transition on, who do you think is now more set up to win a title in the immediate future? Immediate Robert? future. Brooklyn or Philadelphia? The Sixers. Is that because, you know, the reacclimation of Simmons? The um The, the, the reacclimation of Simmons, the part-time of, Curry, and
0: also I think MVP, Joel Embiid's having an MVP caliber season.
1: Oh, he is the MVP.
0: You create a buy. You, you do what you have to do in the buyout market and get the guys you need to help fill out this roster. Where's Corey Brewer? It's all on where is Corey, Rivers now. Like, where, where is like Corey that. Brewer? And I'm not even saying for this season, but for next season. Doc's job is on the line next season. Chris already talked about it a little bit earlier, so I'm not going to go into it again, but Doc's job is on the line. I don't think Doc's guys.
1: job is on the line. It is to me.
0: It's but moving it's, on.
1: In the court of public opinion, maybe, but I don't really think. That. Moving on.
0: The league shakeups have been crazy. CJ McCollum is now a Pelicans, Chris. Shout out sh- shout out to the Pelicans for getting Zion another running mate, a ball handler. I like what I've seen from him so <laughs> far. Him and Brandon Ingram and Zion could be a nice trio. Seven uh, seed. So that's what the, but this is why they made the trade. We're not going to go too much into it. because. But this is why they made the trade for CJ's because they want to push for the play in because as of now, they have not been there. They that's they would have acquired this talent and they haven't gotten there. They have a good starting five. The bench is still suspect because they got rid of a good player. And I think in the kill Alexander Walker, but mm. they got Larry Nance Jr. He'll come back from injury. I like what I saw from the Pelicans. The big trade, the two trades that I'm really confused with is the Kristaps presenting his trade to the Wizards, which I get for the Mavs sake. I don't understand for the Wizards. And the flip of Demontis Sabonis to the Kings for Tyrese Halliburton.
1: So let me let's start let's start with the with the with the Mavericks Wizards trade. I think the same reason that the Wizards give give up Dinwiddie is the same reason the Mavericks gave up Porzingis. Two, their two co stars can't can't coexist. Bill's already come out. And, there's already reports that Bill did not Bill and Dinwiddie did not mesh did not get along. If the Wizards are so committed to Beal, and I think that they are this is their first plea to Beal to re sign and re up and stay with them, that they'll get him a, a, a big that can kind of stretch the floor and space the floor and you know have a second dominant ball handling guard. And with Dallas, the Luka Porzingis thing, we knew that they really couldn't coexist. We, you know, it was the, supposedly it was just like it didn't match, it didn't fit. They played great defense, but. Eh, 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 eh. they're not something like lighting the world on fire. Now Davis gets another ball handling guard that they can take some of the pressure off of Luca, and they can do different things. They still get Davis Bertons who can, you know, hit a couple threes and, and do some Porzingis light stuff. And then Washington gets Porzingis.
0: I think it's cut and dry. I, I you could I, I guess you could look at it that way. The, the excuses there are phenomenal when it comes to like the meshing of chemistries. You saw a little bit this season where Porzingis and Luca finally got together. They got the head coach they wanted, a new gym that they actually like. It, it, it was coming together. I think the real reason why the Mavs moved off Porzingis is because the injuries again. He's done with another knee injury, and his contract. Nobody wanted to take his contract. I guess except for the Wizards now. And you finally have cleared up that cap space to, to move him off. So now you're really building around Luca, which is why I get the trade for the Mavs. The Wizards, Chris, you, 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 you're selling me a little bit on the try and pair Beal with Porzingis concept. But the, if it didn't work with Luca, will it really work with Beal? Chris has already called Beal the greatest loser in the NBA. Like, will it really work? The biggest loser. But that you, you got that contract off your books if you're the Mavs. So I think the Mavs are the true winner here. Again, the Dinwiddie thing isn't for the now. You, maybe they keep them, maybe they don't come the off season, but you get another ball handler for this season. The Mavs are in position to hold down the five seeds. So, okay, I get it. But that's why I really see the Mavs. I'm like, all right, you got that off the books. Porzingis can't stay healthy. 26 has had three major knee injuries. It, 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 it's about time. But the trade for DeMondis a bonus for the Kings, and the Kings moved off of Tyrese and Buddy hill and Tristan Thompson. Well, Tristan Thompson was the filler. I don't understand it for the fact that if you're the Kings, why move Therese? Why do that? the only That's a rising the only, star.
1: The only thing is the, the only thing about the Kings, and we we talk about the Kings being a poverty franchise and don't know what they're doing, and they still are, and they are. But my thing is, you have this bat. Does he have this? You have like eight guards.
0: I mean, they had a back level of guards, but it,
1: and now they have a backman, they have then they had a, a, a front load of, of bigs, but they mm-hmm. so they move, they move bagley and create space for the Sabonis. My question to you is who's the best player in this deal out of everyone? Sabonis. Right. So the Kings still get the best player in the deal. The Pacers get a great young guard that they can rebuild around and pair him with Miles Turner. The Kings get Sabonis, who you can pair him with De'Aaron Fox. And now you have a space for Davion Mitchell. It's not, it's bad because Howard Burton created a spark and created some energy in Sacramento that had not been there in years. But Sabonis is the best player out that deal. You know what I'm saying? Sabonis, and I, and my first immediate reaction when I saw that was, damn, why did why would the Kings do that? But the more I think about it, they get the best player in the deal in Sabonis. They get a big they can pair with Rashawn Holmes. Right now, you have like that that versatile twin tower type of thing in and out bigs. You know, Rashawn plays in the, in the in the paint. Sabonis can play on the perimeter. Sabonis really can't play defense, but Holmes is a is a good defender. Fox now doesn't have that that you know. Fox has the ball in his hand at all times now. Because we talked about how Halliburton and Fox couldn't, you know, sometimes it's in Halliburton's hands, sometimes it's in Fox's hands. Fox can't really play off the ball. Halliburton's better with the ball in his hands, things like that. So now you create, you get rid of that problem. It's not as bad as I thought. It. My initial reaction was it's not as bad as I initially thought. What about you, Jared?
0: I think my only issue is that you gave up a lot of shooting because Terry Halliburton, your best shooter, but yeah, he but was your second best Hill, shooter. Hill wasn't coming back. Who's the? don't uh, know. No, no. Yeah, but who's the, who's the best shooter now for the Kings? Do you want to know who the best shooter on the court is now for the Kings? Demarcus Sabonis. No, Harrison Barnes is now the best three point shooting on that team.
1: Whether or not Fox they, and Sabonis are built. They the they, they the may shooting. they you know whether or not Barnes is on that team after All Star break you know
0: people, yeah, I, I, there's talk about not, maybe I, a buyout. Maybe I, a buyout. I don't I don't see it happening. Maybe I, I mean the Kings finally have. Been chosen as favorites on a lot of draft bookings now. They haven't had it all season, but now they're looking as favorites for certain games, and that's good. The Kings have now put a little relevancy to it. Sabonis is an All Star caliber player. You put him next to Fox, and it can really work. I think my only issue with the trade was that we look at what Terry Hollenbergen was becoming. This was a guy that you got, and he just fits effortlessly on your core. He was a great shooter, which is what when we talked about my, the draft podcast. This is something I, st- I said. Hey, something you got a concern with is his shooting. He proved me wrong. He can shoot the ball very well, like all around the court. Can he shoot got a right ugly. Way. He got a real ugly jumper, but it was effective. And, it's, and, and it, thing, it, it, when you think about it, with Sabonis, is, I like Sabonis. I just don't I know think, if I like the fit with the Kings.
1: But here's the thing. Here's my question to you. And I know we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up here after this. But here's my question to you: Is a week ago when the Kings played the Sixers, people were like, "Yo, go get Halliburton and Trey Simmons." I was one of those guys because I did not think that. James Harden would, would have been. I didn't think James Harden was available. I wasn't.
0: Right. I wasn't sure. I wasn't mad at that. I, I was not mad at, at that. Was I, was,
1: I was thinking. So this this deal that we talked about, right, essentially happened to Indiana because mm-hmm. we we were saying heel, Halliburton, whatever for Simmons, right? That was the crux of the deal. If that was worth the modest bonus, bonus, you know, like how did we over? Like, were we undervaluing? the 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 ability of daryl moore because if that was worth if that was worth you know what i'm saying like if that's only worth some bonus and whatever else they got some, you know but the, the key thing is the bonus how can on people on the other hand say that pardon is a, is a is a loss looking you know on, on the outside looking in because everybody who i talk to in Philadelphia is excited but how yeah. can anyone else objectively say <laughs> to lose this trade?
0: Philadelphia is to say the mass media on the other hand has now flip-flopped and been wishy-washy because before now, it was now, trade for now Ben now ben, the Simmons, now ben Simmons now Ben Simmons is is Draymond Green. Oh no, he still is Draymond. I've been saying that for years. Yeah, but no no no. But here's the, but but before this trade was
1: Simmons is a quitter, Simmons is a this Simmons can't Oh leave. yeah, now the, 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 the stu- now, now <laughs> it's Simmons is great. The Simmons. mass
0: media flips, Chris Slurping, are, in the industry, Chris. I know if the mass media flips, I've heard smurping. so much wishy-washy in the past couple weeks. As the trade took place, I've seen the washy. shout out to Kendrick Perkins for being consistent. Yeah, I've seen the wishy washy It's crazy. I just recently just saw Charles Barkley months ago talk about get rid of him, he got to go. And now we trade for Harden. I don't know if I like the fit between Harden and B. Like it's so much wishy-washiness, it's beyond baffling to me, but Again, I, I get it. We, sometimes
1: you gotta do it for TV and you gotta Whatever. I mean,
0: whatever. It's more so the fact that and if I swear to I god, if I, hear, just, hold on, hold
1: on. I swear to god, if I hear about this this stupid jazz game when he played, he put up 40 points on Go Bear, we lost. I'm gonna I'm gonna cry the next time I hear because they
0: lost, they lost like. like, like he what? dropped 40 in a loss. Like he it, dropped it 40
1: matters. one time. You're talking about one game, what, two years ago?
0: And he won't be dropping 40 on the nets. <laughs> like, will not he won't even. I, he, he'll probably average like 12, 12, and 8 and 5. That's I mean, that's good for what his game is now, which is not what we Yeah, envisioned. but that's not what he you can't yep, the sixers could, not, sixers could not. Sixers could win with that. So again, I think to answer your question is more so more was asking for the hall. <laughs> and the, the kings were giving the hall because mind you mind you, Mori wasn't just asking for a Halbert and a Heel. You guys were a Halbert and Heel a Bonds three first. Three first. Like, the the, the payers were not asked for all that, they were just trying to get what they could, the conversation both teams. So again, it's totally different. I think this trade down was one of the best trade deadlines in the NBA history for a while. Like, we haven't seen this in years. Like we've seen some stagnant trade deadlines, some stagnant trade weeks. We saw trade starting from what, Monday to Monday. Thursday. Because we didn't even talk about it. I just want to key in. We're about to move to the Super Bowl. The Celtics got better with that Derek White trade. That was a sneaky was, that good was trade. Yup. Yeah, they, 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 yep. they, they made back some sneaky moves that nobody really talking about because of the fact that with where they're at record-wise. And also it's the, the Boston Celtics, Chris. We're not a big fans of them. But Sucks. they made some sneaky good moves. And I'm like, man, that was the, the only team that didn't, Chris.
1: Hey, listen, I, and, I, and just trade. being just being objective, like speaking just objectively, the Celtics did make good moves. That Brooklyn deal does help them a lot. The East is very, the East is very top-heavy. It's finally even. No, no, no. I think the East. I think the East is ahead. No, I think the East is ahead. Not, like not. the best team, the best teams, the two best teams are in the West. But after that, in the top ten, most of them teams are in the East. Yeah. You don't think so? Miami, Milwaukee, mm. Philadelphia, mm. Brooklyn. Who's the third best team in the East? I mean the West?
0: Right now, the Jazz.
1: The Jazz? Yeah, all right. Yeah. Seen that, seen that movie man, before. Stop sleeping without a seen, Oh, come sleep. on.
0: No, stop Come on. Come on. Do anybody
1: really think this Memphis thing is sustainable? I
0: like, I think they finally a, hit their stride where they it's can a great, This is it's where, where they are at story. now what we'll see for the next It's a
1: it's a great story but they're not a championship contending team right now stop it
0: So I think they're at the, the the point in their their careers now not careers but the team is at the point where this is their they're a playoff team for the next Yes team. they're a playoff team but are they They you they're they're Utah loss. Are they really a championship contending team? Can we go to the Super Bowl
1: please? I'm tired. Answer the question. Who the, the Memphis Grizzlies? The Memphis Grizzlies Stay a piece away, okay. yeah a piece I'll, away. I'll, I'll let you live on that. Moving on to the Super Bowl, Super Bowl Fifty Six. I don't know if we can say Super Bowl. Moving on to the big game that's happening on Sunday. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to get sued. But anyway, anything. Anyway, Memphis. Memphis. Los Angeles taking on Cincinnati. Cincinnati, the 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 upstart, the young team, the the you know. Team no one really expected. The team no one saw coming. Beat Kansas City. Beat Tennessee. Called that. Won the AFC North. In the Super Bowl. Taking on the Los Angeles Rams with Stafford and Beckham and Cup and Von Miller and Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. And
0: I noticed you haven't named any uh, Bengals players yet.
1: Oh, but the Bengals, they got Joe Burrow. They got Jamar Chase. They got Mixon. They got Eli (laughs) Apple. But (laughs) there's a lot of talk about could Cincinnati pull the upsets? Could Cincinnati cap their Super Bowl drought? Could Cincinnati do it? Jared, will Cincinnati do it?
0: Yes. No. Yes, nah, I've really been back and forth so much this week because I love the storyline of seeing Joe Burrow win a Super Bowl, win a Heisman, win a national championship, and you just love to see all that. I like Jamar Chase. I like. I'm more nervous. I think I, I, I'm a, Chris. I think I'm gonna finally decide. I think the Rams win the game, but I don't think the Rams win the game because Joe Burrow has a bad game. I don't think it's going to be because Joe Brody doesn't throw multiple touchdowns or Jamar Chase gets cooked by Jill Ramsey or other way. I think it's worried because of the fact that that Bengals' O-line is bad. It is. It's bad. And I know we, we talked about, well, they lost the, they beat the Titans and they got nine sacks. That game. Well, yeah, but the Titans have Ryan Tannehill and they sucked. Chris has said it multiple times. I don't need to reiterate what the Titans are. They're fraudulent. Whereas the Rams aren't. The Rams have not been. They've bought in all in this season. is. Super Bowl or and they've made it to the Super Bowl. I like the acquisition of Odell. It's going to be Odell versus Eli Apple, a matchup nobody's really talking about because it shouldn't be that time. Odell might torch him. I'm thinking Aaron Donald might really beat might. up that Bengals O line. Might? Like, not even might. He will. And if, and right. this, is, this is right here is going to be my hot take. If anybody, not a QB, was to win the Super Bowl MVP, it will be Aaron Donald. Because I, I see. In this game, I'm just I don't I just see two sacks in a fumble recovery touchdown, and I think that gives him the MVP award. I gave Von Miller that award. I think it gives him the award as well because that's how dominant I see him coming in. This is his, what second Super Bowl. He knows what it feels like to taste defeat in the first one. He's gonna come in with a new attitude. Oh, he's gonna be a monster, and I, I have a hard time seeing Joe Burrow not get beat up this game. I literally watched the last game against the Chiefs. Their D lineman Hendrickson get pancaked multiple times against the Chiefs O-line. And they went to OT and then Joe Burrow ended up doing the the thing. But man, the the Bengals O-line, D-line is just not as good as the the Chiefs O-line, as the Rams O-line. And the same vice versa for the Bengals O-line against the Rams D-line. The Rams O-lines are both better than the Bengals. I think that's going to be a defining factor for this game. I think the defenses are there when it comes to the secondaries. I like Jesse Basie. I think he's going to be a big X factor for this game. We've seen what he could do. I think Eli Apple, despite what's going to happen, I think Odell does get him at some moments. But Eli Apple makes a player too when it matters, and we've seen it throughout this playoff series. But then the same can be said for Jalen Ramsey. Waddle came out of retirement and has been balling out a little bit in that secondary. He's been helping them when it matters a little bit, and Vaughn's been playing like Vaughn. So it's been a hard thing for me. But today I'm going to choose. I think I'm going to go with the Rams winning the game. I think I'm going to give it a 27-21 score.
1: Uh, okay. Okay. I like what you, I like what you mentioned about, you know, the game being in the trenches. I think the Rams offensive line is very underrated. I hope that McVeigh doesn't get too cute. You know, that's my biggest concern about the Rams is they get, they try to outsmart everyone instead mm-hmm. of just doing what works. And that's what I get on Reid. I got on Andy Reid about that last, the last episode about being too cute, trying to do too much. If the Rams just play their game, they they win this game. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be a very competitive Super Bowl. If I had to take a if I had to take a prediction, I'm thinking LA, I'm thinking the Rams, I'm thinking 27-24.
0: Oh, you ah, we both had the 27 mark though. We both had 27.
1: Thinking 27. Let me ask
0: you a question. Who do you think winning the Super Bowl MVP? I
1: think it's Odell.
0: You think Odell wins it? So I we think, both have non-QB. I think win.
1: Odell wins it. Here's I like, why. I like that. I
0: like here's why I'm,
1: I'm, th- I'm thinking of an Odell as this is his, his redemption game. Almost. I'm thinking maybe six catches, 80 yards, touchdown. Cause I think if I'm, if I'm Cincinnati, I'm not going to let cup beat me. We already know what cup can do. I'm not going to let cup beat. Me. I'm going to make Odell beat. I'm going to make Von Je- Van Jefferson beat. Me. I'm going to make a, uh, um Kendall Branton beat me. I'ma make somebody, I'm gonna make Sony Michelle or Cam Akers, i am make somebody else beat me that's not Cooper Cup. So if I if that's the case and if that's what I'm thinking, I do like your, I like your your thought process with the Donald thing. I might go put a little little money on that. little money on that. <laughs> um, for those who aren't listening, if you do kind of get into that kind of thing, go ahead and put some money on that. They got some plenty of free bets and free giveaways going on.
0: But I know Chris and I both have uh, non QBs winning it. It's very rare, very, very, very rare. I think what QBs own that award at this point in time in the NFL. Um, Von Miller and Julian Edelman, I think, are the last two I can remember winning Super Bowl MVP. Julian Edelman winning it, I think, against the Rams, where he had that 141 ten catches game in that 13 to 10, or 13 to three Super Bowl, the snooze bowl. That's what it was. But um. I think this one's going to be different. I'm really – I think this is this has big potential for the Rams. I like what Chris mentioned about them. Sean McVay has a lot of pressure on him because he's already been a the Super Bowl and he, we saw what happened the last time when the offense was stagnant and they couldn't make a lot of moves. This offense is a lot better. Cam Akers is a big piece to this Rams run in the, in the playoffs, and I really like what I've seen from them. I'm looking at McVay, and he, it's going to be a come down to his play calling in mass Stafford, Mass effort's interceptions – I think there's a stat right now that says Matt, when Matt Stafford is like 13 and three, when he's only had like one interception, but when he has two or more, that's when he loses his games or something like that. And it, it's crazy where if he, Matt Stafford cannot have more than one interception in this game, or they are potentially going to lose it because that's how big of a lead another team takes, or that's just where his mentality shifts. And I think a lot of this pressure is on Matt Stafford and Owen McVay to really step up and secure this win because so much went into acquiring a Matthew Stafford who's now has the chance, who's evened it up. His record coming into the season, 0-3 in the playoffs. He's now 3-3. and This storyline is perfect. They're playing at home, which I know it's not going to be like a home field advantage, but in, in essence, it really is because they're playing where they know. They're playing where they understand everything. Even though they're going to be a split of Bengals and Rams fans, they're in L.A. That outside of the stadium is going to be rocking. They're going to have fans in there jumping. They know that field. They know everything about it. They're just going to feel the pressure is less pressure playing the Super Bowl when you're comfortable and you're knowing that you're at your own stadium. So I really think that's going to be a big factor for the Super Bowl. And I just can't wait to watch it. Well, I'm going to be working it, but I'm going to be watching it and working. So with that, this episode was, I guess, relatively short. We wanted to really do everything we can. We didn't want to get too much into the whole nitty-gritty of everything else going on in the NFL and the NBA. We only want to talk about the trade deadline and the Super Bowl. With that, this is the end of this episode. Thank you all for tuning in and listening to me and Chris rant to you a little bit about the Sixers trade. James Harden is going to be a monster for us. doesn't Go to the strip clubs right away. Well, he don't- no, no, he can, go, he can
1: go to the strip clubs. Go to the strip clubs. I'll meet you at Onyx. 60-point triple-doubles. We back. We back. Houston Harden is back. Thank y'all for listening to episode number 96 is Straight to the Point. Make sure you follow us on all your favorite socials. That's at STTP Podcast. Make sure you follow me at underscore Chris Cross. And make sure you follow my guy at underscore JW's. Like he said, thank y'all for listening. It was kind of short, but we you know we get straight to the point. That's what we do. Make sure you follow us on all your favorite socials. And, you know, we'll see y'all after the bowl. After, after,
0: after. uh,
1: Put some money you know, on it. Put some money. Put some oil. money on it. Rams defense to score a touchdown. Odell Whoa. to score a touchdown. Rams minus three. Rams minus three.
0: That's, no, Chris, you didn't even talk about the big caveats. Definitely take Odell Beckham Jr. over sixty-three yards. I, I was like, that's a hit. Take Odell over four receptions. No, no no no, 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 ah, no! Ah, ah. <laughs> We're not trying. Listen, I mean, yeah, if it's if it's if it's a risk-free
1: bet, I mean, go crazy, folks, go crazy. I
0: mean, <laughs> Who won in the coin toss?
1: I mean you might as well take you might as well take
0: anyone. It's that's, 50, the be- that's, gotta, the real, that's the real gamble 50, right there. You got a 50-50 chance of winning. That's the real Let's put let's put hundred on that. That's the real gamble right there. I mean there. listen,
1: listen, all my degenerates stand up. <laughs>